welcome back to another episode of Horror Cats and Witch Hats. It's Katie and Easy, and we're back with one of my favorite um, werewolf movies out there that not a lot of people actually like, but you know, that's cool, it's whatever. <laughs> uh, we are doing ginger snaps today. Can you guess why I like the movie? Because she's a ginger and she snaps. <laughs> You know, it's really funny. I actually did win an award from the Haunted House one year. That was Ginger Snaps Back after getting a concussion from the bungee cord. <laughs> That's a good yeah. award. That was clever. It was, it was, it was Andy. It was, it was Andy <laughs> who came up with that one. Because, you know, he hates this movie because of me. It's That's great. the moment you were like, I'm going to marry that man. One of them. One of the many. One of the many <laughs> men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The many merry men. Oh, sorry. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, we're here to talk about Ginger Snaps from 2000. I had three years old. Never seen this before. I think the first time I heard about it was when we were doing Trick or Treat and you, we were talking about how cool their transformation was. And you were like, yeah, I really like Ginger Snaps. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's not surprising. (laughs) For the record, if you Google Ginger Snaps, uh, you'll get either the cookies Mm-hmm. Or there's a TV series that is about a Girl Scout who uses a local girl's cancer diagnosis to sell more Girl Scout cookies to win a competition. Wow, that sounds really shitty. It is a shitty one, I think. Ginger Snaps TV show. It's not like high animation by any means. <laughs> If you Google Ginger Snaps TV show, you might also see that they had attempted to reboot this movie as a TV series at one point. That sounds like a terrible idea. I am not sure. I feel like it would drag out mm-hmm. a lot because the whole point of it is the slow transformation thing. Um, but I think it didn't end up happening. The last time it was talked about was maybe 2017 or something like that. So kind of just fell off the radar delightful yeah this movie came out 23 years ago that's wild (laughs) makes me feel old and everything that's 20 it's like 20 years this year i'm like god damn it i was eight years old when this shit came out what the fuck it's uh, i was five when this movie came out i just can't take that back this is another one where i feel like even though it came out in the 2000s it doesn't really look 2000s no no i would agree with that uh, currently, it's available on Roku, Tubi, Peacock, Pluto, Freebie, all of those ones for free. If you have, if you don't mind, uh, what are they called? Commercials. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's also on Shutter, but you have to pay for that. Psh, lame. Yep. Um, the it did have ten wins and nine nominations for um, after coming out, and one of them, which was the Canadian Comedy Award, which. Uh, you know, it was for pretty funny writing, which there are some pretty funny moments in there, but at the same time, I don't think they were trying to make them funny, but they turned out to be funny and stupid. (laughs) They were trying to make it relatable. Um, but I can't really say that there were times where I was giggling, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, there, no. I think the only time I actually giggled was when she was like, they're ovulating. And everybody else laughed too, so, you know. Yeah, but that's one of those things where I'm like, that's not meant to be, like, funny. No. <laughs> that's just what it's happens. Not. That's true. 
This was directed by John Fawcett. Uh, did oh. you know that there... Oh, well, you, you got this. You go. You oh, take it over. I was going to say, did you know there was a Blade series? Because in the last episode, you were like, I really like the Blade movies. Like like TV series? Like the one coming out? No, there's one already out. I'm sorry. What? No, I didn't know about this. Blade TV series? Who the fuck plays Blade? Sticky Fingers. What the fuck? Well, you just said that like a mobster. <laughs> sounded like a mobster name. <laughs> His name is Sticky Fingers. S-I-N-G-A-S. Sticky Fingers. Send Sticky Fingers. Sticky Fingers. Tell him send I want him swimming fingers. with the fishes by the end of the day. Horses. What the fuck? I've never even... I didn't... I had no idea. This came out in 2006. Did you say they're making another... Like, they're doing one? They are they're making a new, uh, new TV uh, movie, yes. A movie or series? New movie with Blade. Is it the same I think. actor? No, it's not going to be Wesley Snipes. New, what the fuck is Blade Balls Code? New Blade movie. That sounds like a porn. Don't watch it. I know. I didn't know it. I didn't click on it. It's fine. There is a tra- teaser trailer out for the new Blade movie. It's, it is going to be Marvel made. Oh, that probably means it'll be really good, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming out in 2025. Um, who is homeboy that is going to be Blade? I have a question. Can yeah. we start an OnlyFans where we just um, do horror movie skits on OnlyFans? Oh, yeah. You can bet we can. Uh, Kit Harrington's in it. What? I wonder if he's going to be the villain or the helper. Whoever he is, he's Mr. Whitman. Oh, sounds like a villain. <laughs> oh, wait, this is not a actual teaser trailer. I take that back. Oh, is it like a this fan verse one? It's clipped together from like the original Blade. Marshall uh, Ali is the one that's going to be playing the new Blade. Eventually, we're going to do our Patreon and part of it's going to be reviewing trailers. You so, fucking bet it is. But back to John Fawcett. Yeah. <laughs> he also did some episodes for Orphan Black, which is apparently like a big deal in some circles. I have no idea what it is. I've never heard of it. I have. I've never watched it, though. Um, he was dating and living with the person that he ended up writing the script for this with, and her name was Karen Walton. Her name is Karen Walton. She's alive. I don't know why I said it past tense. Uh, In an interview conducted by the website Bloody Disgusting, Karen Walton talks about how the horror genre, and specifically werewolves, did not feature females whose storylines were revolving around boys or trying to get a boy or, like, be popular. Like, that's the only time you ever see females in horror movies, essentially. Uh, She made it a point to write the true nature of being a teenager girl, as she experienced it growing up and for her it was very much just like this thing this movie Mm -hmm. sorry but without werewolves um, where she was living in what she would have called a suburban hell her room was in the basement i mean she was essentially just counting down the days until she could quote escape Mm. Uh, and so this is like her version of teenage years as a young lady in the states uh and we, we talked about this a little bit last time. Trick or treat, uh, they, 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 it's a, it, it's a multiple storyline uh, movie. 
but they have a part about female werewolves and so it came out before this film so it wasn't entirely like unheard of but it was very much of a small plot line in the overall film so i'm glad that and and i i am obsessed with this like this movie i love ginger snaps it's dumb how much i love it but i i i'm so happy that this came out and i would love to see more of it it's definitely got a pretty cultish following yeah yeah uh, but I still think, even after watching this movie, the way that they phase in Trick or Treat is my absolute favorite. And I, would, I do too. I would love to see more of that plot line in an actual film. Because mm-hmm. um, the way they just like peel their skin off, it's so fucking great. I love it. Isn't it right? Yeah. See, that's it's always been one of my favorite parts of the whole movie too. Is when they start like the girl that places her leg up on the log and like takes her leg skin off, but it's yes. like the way that we would just take pants off. Exactly. I love it because they're like undressing. Yeah. Um, But that was also like they are, but also one of the plot lines for the film. Not that that's the film we're talking about, but I loved it so much. Um, That was one of the plot lines for the film where you really just had no idea what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden they were like stripping their skin off and it was great. Mm hmm. Uh, But the two of them Fawcett and Walton pitched their film during the aftermath of the Columbine shooting uh, Mm -hmm. which if you don't live in the states and you haven't heard of it I guess um, was like a big school shooting that happened it was yeah it was one of the like first big ones and these guys wanted to become famous off of it basically Um, it's yeah it's a one of the many horrific historical shootings in the states America Um, (laughs) Uh, but of course because of that incident a lot of adults started blaming or continued to blame violence in films and games um, for the reason that shootings and things like that were happening so that made it a little bit difficult for this couple to get their movie off the ground because it was Mm -hmm. featuring violence within a high school setting and they had a hard time getting a school to allow them to use their building um, I think eventually they ended up finding a high school or something where they could go in the after hours. And so the shooting schedule for this movie was fucked up because <laughs> they had yeah. to do it like at night. They only were allowed like certain hallways to use. Um, but uh, there was also an issue getting cast for this film. Because there was a lot of casting directors that were boycotting this film specifically because of it was teenagers' violence in high school. And they actually sent the script to Scarlett Johansson's mom. And her mom shot down the role because she didn't want her to be, like, mixed in with the boycott on either side of it. Yeah. Uh, Which is fair. But I wonder which part she was offered. I didn't look. um, But I also can't really... I'm sure she was offered Bridget. I feel like she's a Bridget. Yeah, I feel like she would be too. I don't. I couldn't see her as Ginger. Um, she's too. I don't know. Too sweet, I guess. But um, yeah. So that whole thing was going on. And uh, yeah, they had to do a lot of their shooting at night, which made some of the lighting really hard, and their yeah. hours were fucked up, and everyone was super tired all the time. Uh, I mean, usual movie conditions. 
I think we've all learned by now that making a movie is not glamorous, so... But yeah, yeah, let's get into the film. Kick it off. So, we start with Bailey Down's suburban community. And I mean, like, suburban. <laughs> <laughs> like, watching a 50s movie, suburbia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kicks off with a toddler that's playing um, with a severed paw of the family's dead dog, unfortunately. It, like, um, jumps right into the awful. Yeah, it's, it's immediate. And uh, this, these two young sisters are discussing how they would die together. And one of them is, uh, is just a disgusting, horrifying suicide. The whole intro is kind of crazy. But uh, there is 16-year-old Ginger Fitzgerald, uh, who is played by Catherine Isabel. And I love her. Uh, and then 15-year-old Bridget, who is played by Emily Perkins, who is also a wonderful actress. Um, yeah, they... Set the tone really quick in this film as not mm-hmm. bright and cheery. <laughs> so no, it's dark, 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 dark. Um, um, and so Catherine Isabel, uh, was in the 2002 version of Carrie, which I did. Dude, I forgot that was a thing. I fucking forgot about the 2002 version of that until one of my inter my inter uh interns brought it up to me. I like. I remember the C- Chloe. What's her face is in that one. Chloe Moretz one, the newest one, and then there there was the actual original. But um, I forgot about the 2002 one. Oh, is the 2002 one not the Chloe one? No, 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 no. That one was 2017. Oh, okay. I have no idea what the 2002 one is. Yeah, um, a lot of people forgot about it. Cool. I guess we have to do Carrie and uh, learn about it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, but she was also in Freddy vs. Jason. Yep. Which is one of your favorites as well, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, uh, her boyfriend's, her boyfriend gets killed by Jason by the bed going up and he gets, anyways. Yeah. I love Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, she's in Victims, Torment, and one of her, like, more controversial roles, just because it's so dark, uh, American mm-hmm. Mary. Which is a very good movie, though. Is it? I've never even heard of it. I is actually it, really, really enjoyed it. Is it kind of um, like American Psycho or Psycho or whatever? What, what, what kind the one of? Jason Bateman is? Uh, this one's more about body modifications. Okay. Um, like like se- like severe body modifications, and then uh, a doctor or like her teacher being like, "You're fucking terrible," and then trying to hit on her, and so she does shit underground and does some crazy body modifications and fucked up things. But it's really cool, and again, I love her, Catherine. I think she's great. I think that's another one where certain people really appreciated it and other people were like, it's too gory, you're a woman. 100%. 100%. So, um, yeah, but basically her career is mostly filled with horror. <laughs> and she has been quoted as saying that although she's called sometimes a scream queen and a horror icon, she sees her film legacy as more of just like picking to play women that are multidimensional, that are fighters, and motivated by things not typically seen in films, i.e. boys and whatever, popularity and whatever. Um, Which is cool, so. Yeah. Um, It's unfortunate that apparently those are the parts that are only, I guess, seen in horror films, Um, and that's why she keeps ending up in horror films. Yep. Is... She's so good at him. She's so good at them. And then uh, for Emily Perkins, 
the mm-hmm. only parts that I really care to mention outside of this trilogy are her roles in Supernatural and She's the yep. Man. Um, in yep. both parts, she plays some awkward lady who's very aggressive with men and has been all of her parts are kind of like controversial <laughs> nowadays mm-hmm. um and right i mean rightfully so but at the time they were meant to be jokes and now that we are a more enlightened group uh we are like yeah that's not okay yep <laughs> um and then really early on they point out that the girls in this film are incredibly close and very like codependent mm-hmm. i.e the conversation where ginger is like we're gonna die together uh ginger is always talking about suicide and dying bridget if you like listen bridget really tries to divert those conversations mm-hmm. uh, she's like we don't need to die together we could just leave um and then in her interview that we talked about with Bloody Disgusting, Karen Walton talks about how the idea was that Bridget was, like, really intelligent and jumped a grade in order to be in the same grade as Ginger because she has taken it upon herself to kind of protect Ginger from Mm -hmm. herself, essentially. And that's why every time Ginger starts talking about suicide, she's like, or not, you know, (laughs) we could not do that. Um... And then, and I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked because Bridget is first kind of seen as the follower and... Yeah, she's seen as the dependent. Yeah, and she just does whatever Ginger says, but in reality, she's kind of like guiding Ginger off the ledge constantly. Mm-hmm. Which I guess hence the co-dependent part. Um, yeah. And in real life, the two actors were born in the same hospital. They went to the same kindergarten They went to the same high school, Uh, but Emily is actually a few years older than Catherine in real life. Which, that is super interesting, because I honestly didn't know that, but it's really cool to see that, like, they had already known each other, or kind of known each other, before these movies, so. Small worlds, guys. Small worlds. Yeah, and I feel like that happens a lot with Canadian, uh... Mm-hmm. actors and stuff like that a lot of them know each other growing up yeah so in the beginning you see a bunch of photos of these two that are posed in different horrifying ways of the of dying for their photography class which at first you're like what the fuck this seems really dark because you're just seeing all these death photos of them uh the teacher their is completely horrified so good though they are so good <laughs> Like, it's, it's dumb how well they do these fucking death photos. But the teacher's absolutely horrified. The kids are thinking it's great, especially Ginger, because, you know, they're getting to that age. And um, these girls are very, very dark and sinister, but their parents are, like, the super suburban type. So they're, like, the cookie-cutter mom and dad, and these two are just, like, the dark, depressing, I'm just going to hang out in my dark room downstairs, mom. Kind of. Her mom cracks me up. <laughs> I know. She makes me think of the mom in Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, during PE, they're playing some field hockey, and the cool girl goes over and pushes the timid Fitzgerald sister over, uh, and she lands into this uh, excavated German shepherd corpse, which is super gross. Eviscerated. Thank you. 
What did I say? Did I say scat? You said excavated. Oh. (laughs) Which, like, fair, but. (laughs) Not exactly the same thing. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I keep, like, randomly losing my voice and stuff. Still trying to get over this fucking cough from back at DOS. Um, Eviscerated. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so my question is, this is the middle of gym class in the middle of the day. So were they just playing around this dog the whole time? And no one noticed? Apparently. (laughs) Like, the school was just like... Eh, fuck it. We'll just run around it. Like, avoid the dead dog. It's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's just a random dead dog standing in the middle of their playing field. Uh, but they do begin to referring to whatever this that is killing the dogs as the Beast of Bailey Downs. Which is kind of a cool name. I, yeah, I think it is. I mean, it works. It's memorable. And... Um, of course, there's no better time in a horror movie to wander around after dark than when a random beast is slaughtering animals. Exactly, because, you know, why not? So, while they're on their stroll, they find another dead dog, and Ginger has her first period. She calls it the curse, because they don't want to have that. Which, you know, I would agree it is kind of a curse. Yeah, it's... We're... I'm sure there's movies or something out there that does reference it as a curse... Oh, I'm, I, yeah, there's gotta be, but actually maybe even hmm. like, if you think about it and the reason we have periods, if you're religious is because of what Eve did with the apple. And so it kind of is a curse. Yeah. Even biblically. But still people shouldn't fuck around with something that uh, bleeds for seven days straight and doesn't die. You know, just saying, <laughs> I, I just love saying that. I think it's the funniest thing. Um, she has the curse, her period. And that's when she gets attacked by the werewolf uh, that is com- continuously plaguing this town. And luckily they get saved when a local drug dealer runs over the werewolf th- with his van and immediately pegs the the thing he hits as a lycanthrope, which, sure, let's immediately go into this. You hit that dog or animal and it fucks up your tr- your van <laughs> severely. And you're like, it was a lycanthrope. I fucking knew it. I feel like... Everybody, if anybody else had hit it, they would have just been like, wow, what a fucked up dog. Um, and whoever had to scrape that off the road was probably in their head like, oh, what a weird dog. But because he's like the outcast, um, yeah. they made him just immediately jump to that conclusion to save time uh, for the movie. But also... Like, I know what this is. Fuck yeah. It. Also, just because why not? Because I feel like if yeah. I saw something like that, I would be like that might be a werewolf you know it doesn't look like a normal animal that looks like too big to be a dog but okay uh but the way that they show her period in this film is also like pretty reminiscent of carrie Mm -hmm. where she's just like bleeding a lot (laughs) uh karen notes that i'm sorry the writer karen walton Mm -hmm. notes that she kind of chose that version to happen and be the catalyst of this whole werewolf thing because periods are often poorly discussed in our culture, which is so true. Mm -hmm. Uh, And when they are, it is kind of glossed over as a one thing fits all situation because people are just trying to get through that conversation really quick. Um, So they're like, Hey, you're going to have a period. It's going to last seven days. This is what you'll use for it. But that's not true for everybody. Um, 
And commercials are starting to even say that in their commercials where they're like, hey, what size fits you, you know? So, but when you're young, those aren't the conversations that you're getting. uh, So it's hard to figure out what's happening. If you're getting those conversations at all, I should say. Yeah, that's true. If you're even having those conversations. Yeah. Which is really sad. Really fucking sad. Um, I think an additional layer to this whole period thing is how historically periods were associated with womanhood. And Mm -hmm. that can be one way that young girls are separated as one is considered a woman. So Ginger at this point has become a woman and must act accordingly. And that's even, like, brought up in the movie with her mom. Mm-hmm. And Bridget uh, is still, like, the innocent, ignorant child now mm-hmm. for, you know, some reason. Um, yeah. And the effects that this werewolf infection, I guess is what they call it, has on the sister's relationship is another major theme in the film. That they are, like, starting to split apart. Bridget doesn't want it to happen. Ginger is like, fuck you. So. Yep. That's one of the big things. Uh, Catherine Isabel wrote in an article that a parallel between the werewolf transformation and puberty exists and that our body is forcing changes that weren't really consented to or wanted and can't be controlled. So part of this whole plot line is that the werewolf change is happening in time with her period. Mm -hmm. And so she is saying, like, we didn't consent to have uteruses and therefore side note just because i said that (laughs) there's a woman who is trying to teach children to sue their parents for not allowing them consent to being born uh, because she feels like because she didn't consent to being born she shouldn't have to get a job um, or pay for anything and her parents should have to do that for her (laughs) because they are the ones who chose that for her yeah yeah. That was so dumb. Yeah. Okay. I wonder if she's pro-life or pro-choice. Oh, <laughs> I'm a little... God. Anyways. At that, po- at that point, I don't think you're allowed to be either. I She should keep my opinions to myself. Okay. And... Mm. Uh, but yeah, so, and then, you know, you don't choose to get bitten by a werewolf. It just kind of is happening to her, whether she wants to or not. Um, and as a product of these changes, it gives permission for the rest of the world to start sexualizing young ladies, which is like a big problem with, you know, young girls that are in the spotlight specifically. Um, people, Mm -hmm. disgusting, horrific people have made countdowns to when famous actresses become 18 as if they have any chance of anything in the world. Um, you can't see this on my face, but that's horrifyingly disgusting. And I am petrified in the face. That's gross. Natalie Portman has had interviews where she has talked about how one of the reasons that she... Is, like, the way that she acts and puts herself out to the world, like the way she dresses and stuff like that, is mm-hmm. because... When she, what was the first film that came out? Um, Attack of Mars? Mars Attacks? Mars Attacks. Yeah, she was in that film. When that one came out, somebody created a countdown. She was like 14 at the time to when she was 18. And so she, in her head, thought, I need to make myself less desirable and not be 
hypersexual in any sort of way to protect myself, which is so fucked up. And there's, I mean, tons of other people have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the big issues with like child stars and stuff. And it's not the children that that's not their fault. No, but our society's just fucked up, especially where famous people are incredible. Yeah, oh yeah, bad, involved. very bad. Um, but yeah, and then that goes back historically, where as soon as a young woman has a period, they're typically married off because now they are of birthing age and they're married off to really old people. The world's Looking fucked at Natalie up. Portman. She was in 102 Dalmatians, and I don't remember this, but she's credited as the Dalmatian woman. <laughs> If you didn't pick this up, this film is kind of, uh, and not so kind of in a lot of, like, a feminist undertone. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is, um, if you got that and you appreciated it, you really liked this movie. And if you didn't get it, you just thought it was a weird werewolf movie. And that's, those are the people who don't like it. So. Yeah. So. After the girls get attacked, well, after Ginger gets attacked, the girls, um, the girls get home and Ginger's already healing, so they're like, "Nah, let's just pretend nothing happened. It's fine. It wasn't horrific. You're cool." <laughs> yeah, and uh, she was bleeding so much, and she's like, "No, it's fine. Don't tell mom. <laughs> I'd be all right." Yeah. The next day, she's growing hair out of her wounds and kind of bleeding heavily, along with the extreme abdomal. Uh, ab- I- abdomal. Wow. Abdomal. <laughs> it's it's been a morning, you guys. Abdominal cramping. So with the extreme abdominal. Apparently, I can't say um, abdominal. Her tummy hurts. <laughs> I, have, I have the abdominal crampings right now, okay? Her belly's got some boo boos. <laughs> she's the abominable snowman in her tummies. <laughs> but she's dealing with a, like, severe cramping, sweating profu- profusely. And uh, her mom finds her underwear in the laundry and it's just soaked with blood. And plus, her mom's heart for trying to clean them. She just ends up throwing them away and buys a like a twelve pack from Walmart for five bucks for her. That's what I would have done. The mom like yeah. tries to. She's like got two rocks. I could just picture her with two rocks trying to scrub it out, like in the prairie days. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just throw them away. That's what period panties are for. That's why you go to yeah. Walmart. You buy a pack of five of granny panties, and you just toss them if you need to. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm surprised no one told her to just take a mydol. I don't think that was ever said. No, no, it wasn't. And it should have been. Midol's a lifesaver when it comes to this shit. I mean, it is. Midol's fantastic. But that's also uh, one of the things that when a woman is acting a specific way, they're like, oh, you must be on your period. Why don't you just take a Midol? Like, it's offensive in a way. It um, is offensive. When it comes but... from a man in that kind of tone, it's offensive. But uh, no, that, that line never comes up, which I thought no. was interesting. Yeah. But also she so we, might have helped if it was not a werewolf curse. Maybe. My, maybe a little bit. I take, um, a week I, later. Oh, sorry. I, I take Midol for my... I have IBS, um, so I have like uh-huh. awful cramps a lot. Um, I take mm-hmm. Midol for that. It works fucking fantastic. So That's good to know. And I'm worried I'm, I, I have IBS and I just don't know it. If you're a man listening to this, you too can take Midol. It's not just for women. It's just a painkiller. <laughs> And it really helps headaches, like better than ibuprofen. And That's because it's got it's got a little bit of caffeine in it, which helps yeah. blood flow. So yeah. So yeah, guys, you can take mine all. Just saying. Uh, 
<laughs> it doesn't Anyways. make you a woman and it's not like it gives you estrogen or anything. Yeah, for real. So, a week later, Ginger's blossoming into this confident woman um, and boys are kind of... I'm going to restart that. Okay. <laughs> a week later, Ginger's blossoming into this confident and woman and uh, young woman and becoming boy crazed young lady bridget believes that ginger has been infected by a werewolf that is and that is basing her um changed behaviors and, and is changing her behaviors in this way so she starts tracking the moon and studying all the movies and <laughs> i think i think that's so funny how deep dive she does into this but so uh, as, yeah i don't know if you noticed i'm sorry i'm gonna keep interrupting um hey. i thought she was following the full moon but I think she's actually tracking her period cycle. She is. Okay. I. Well, she's tracking both of them. Okay. I. Which is why, like, my joke about the ovulating thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I, she is tracking both of them. I didn't pick that up until mm-hmm. later. <laughs> um, I thought she was just going by the full moon because you know, watching werewolf movies—that's what it's always associated with. Um, hey, yeah. But with this film, it's her cycle, which happened to sync up with the moon. But um. Yeah, go ahead. I'm glad that you picked up on that because I wanted to verify that's what she was doing. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've seen this movie a thousand times. So, as the full moon uh, comes closer, she finds a little, like, tail nub on her sister. And, and at one point, she, like, starts wagging a little. It's so funny. It makes me think of Shallow Hal. He's like, yeah. I got a nubbin. <laughs> a what? <laughs> <laughs> I never even made that connection. That's funny. Um... So the drug dealer, uh, the drug dealer guy, guy, his name's Sam, he hunts her down to figure out what the fuck is going on, and they begin to work together to solve this, Sam and, and Bridget. And Sam is played. oh. I was going to say, he believes that Bridget's the one infected. She never yeah, says Ginger. Yeah, she, she makes it think like she's the one infected and she needs the help, um, so she's not like telling Ginger's secrets or anything. Uh, you know, like the little kid likes to, the, the younger sibling likes to help out the older in hiding no all he had to do was look at her and say wow your eyes are different and your teeth have changed you're the one with the werewolf curse yeah right (laughs) um sam is played by chris is it lamichi lamesh lemchi i don't know it's chris who is a survivor in the final destination three mass accident yeah he's uh he's he's the one that actually gets uh crushed by the sign the, he's mckinley in the movie there we go that's what his name is his name is mckinley don't ask me why i know so much about final destination you guys it's i just do okay it's because we just did it that's why well, i also really like the third one it's dumb but i do <laughs> i like the deaths the deaths are fun yeah uh yeah so basically sam figures out or proposes i guess that pure silver could be a solution to slowing down the transformation because Mm -hmm. historically pure silver has been known to cure infections and the idea is that pure metals can clean the blood and so naturally i was like what is that true so i googled and google told me that yeah that's true uh (laughs) so according to them yeah it's just it's true google it yourself 
according to vampires fandom, silver has been used as a symbol of purity since ancient times. That's not surprising to anyone, I hope. Uh, but mm-hmm. they used to use silver to keep water from going bad. Um, I think they lined... I w- it was unclear, depending on where you looked, how they worded it. I don't know if they, mm. like, sprinkled silver into the water or if they just used, like, silver pots uh, to store their water in. Um, but it kept it from going bad, basically. And that's because silver has antimicrobial properties, which kept the water clean. It was also used in a lot of medicines because of that. Um, there's... Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, like bat, not badges, patches. Um, the stuff they put on boo-boos that aren't band-aids, the white yeah. clothy stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the like Keflex stuff. Um, yeah. Some of those have silver in it, like silver nitrate in them because it helps mm-hmm. prevent infections. Um, that's like true to this day. Interesting. And let's see. The relation to purity is why it was written that the perfect defense against impure monsters, such as werewolves, vampires, whatever, um, is silver because it's the pure substance. I gotta Uh, say, I love the way that you wrote perfect. Like, perfect. Yeah, exactly. There's a U, not an E. It's great. I did that on purpose. That wasn't just me typing. Horror, horror cats. Come on. I know. I yeah. told, it was 100% on purpose. Duh. Uh, if anybody else thinks otherwise, you're wrong. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Kitty's sitting in my lap right now, too. Um, uh, I lost my spot. There's a comment that it is specifically harmful towards shapeshifters, which would include werewolves, vampires, the undead... Any of those kind of things. Okay. I don't know why, but that's a thing. Um, Other reasons for silver being a weapon against werewolves and the impure include a biblical origin that Judas was paid in silver. If you don't know who Judas is, he's the one that sold out Jesus and got him hung up on the cross, basically. Mm. Um, So when he did that, he got paid in silver. And after Jesus got picked up by the popo, Judas committed suicide. His suicide, as many explain, was caused from the guilt of selling out his friend and the self-proclaimed son of God. The silver was a reminder and basically just the imagery of him receiving silver uh, of his guilt and his betrayal of God and the fact that he committed suicide, which is like the ultimate sin if you're into that religious stuff. As such, silver reminds evil spirits of both their separation from God and their everlasting guilt. Thus, the spirits will flee from silver. Weird. Never heard that before, but okay. Um, yeah. You'd think if silver is what they gave the bad guy, it would be associated with bad things. Right. But I guess because he committed suicide, it's okay that it's pure? I don't know. I don't pretend to understand how the thought processes work. Uh, I I will completely admit that I don't understand, like, religious texts most of the time. I get... For some of them, I can understand the the morals they're trying to get across. Um, Other ones, I'm like, 
That's probably not what the writer intended, but somebody throughout history decided that's what it was going to mean, and that's how it's been interpreted since. Probably. Uh, yeah. And then, additionally, way back when, mirrors were coated with silver finish, which is offered as one reason why vampires can't see their own reflection. Oh, interesting. Uh, this is also promoted by Aztec culture, which believed that mirrors were portals to the spirit world, which is a common idea in horror movies. Yep. Um, I think... I haven't Googled this, so this might be completely wrong, um, but I know that in the Jewish faith, when someone dies, they cover up mirrors, and I'm thinking that might have something to do with it. I but, think so. I think I remember hearing something about that, but... If, their death rituals... let us know. Yeah, Jewish death rituals are really intense and mm-hmm. kind of awesomely fascinating. So I think yeah. we should, Someday... We'll do a movie where those are covered and relevant, and we'll do a 30-minute episode. Um, Sure. But, yeah, that's part of their thing, too. Um, I I know when TB was big, when vampires were first, like, Mm -hmm. or people thought that if you had TB, they were infected by vampires or something like that. They would cover mirrors to prevent the soul from escaping into another realm or something like that. Um. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so yeah, mirrors. Uh, film, when it was first made, like pictures taking film, mm-hmm. uh, it also used silver nitrate, which is why vampires don't show up in old school photos. It's all connecting. Interesting. Another, another neat level to silver lore is that a specific, I'm sorry, so another neat level to the silver lore that is applicable to this film specifically is that silver is considered feminine as opposed to gold which is considered masculine oh Um, it represents the moon which is always a goddess pretty much virginity purity and the queen in greek mythology the goddess artemis who was the twin sister of apollo the sun god making her the moon goddess was Mm -hmm. the representation of basically this all of these She was a virgin. She was symbolized by the moon. She hunted with silver bow and arrows. Um, Yeah. Whole thing. From the words of director John himself, the film is primarily about subverting the quote-unquote final girl trope in horror movies. It was important that the power balance shifted and Ginger became the alpha male. That's why she attacks her classmate Jason. Jason, sorry. Mm-hmm. She shouts, who's the fucking guy now? Yeah. And so when you consider that Ginger is supposed to be a representation of patriarch, I'm sorry, Ginger's transformation is supposed to be like a representation of patriarchy and toxic masculinity, then it stands to reason her weakness should be something feminine and pure, like silver. It's not in this film, the silver, I don't think, does anything to her. Um, I mean, I think it annoys her, but it doesn't kill her or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that it doesn't work is something I appreciate, because I hate the idea that women are expected to be pure virgin and feminine all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I promote the things that she did to Jason by any means, uh, but I like that They didn't say, like, oh, because you're acting like an alpha male, this pure feminine thing is going to cure you. (laughs) Right. So it's just another way that, like, this film subverts those expectations. And the idea that it is up to the feminine parts to balance and control the masculine is completely outrageous. 
and I think people just need to learn how to control themselves, keep them hands to themselves, and show some discipline and empathy, and be a well-balanced person, and it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, you'd think. Um, But moving on, another aspect of silver is that it is associated with the moon, as I said, and the moon provides light, which wards off monsters at night. However, with werewolves, it's unusual because the the moon is what like activates their werewolfness. Um, Causes so, the changes and things. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a weakness for them, which makes sense right. that silver isn't necessarily her weakness either. And that's what I found for silver. So, yeah. That's some stuff I actually didn't know, so that's cool. Google. So, uh, like we were saying, Ginger goes a little extra animal on this typical jerk boy that she is dating in the back of his car, and it's a very non-consensual, non-consensual manner. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. They, like, I thought she was killing him. <laughs> I, I thought she was, too, but... I think that was the idea, um, but... It is, it's fairly rare to show females sexually assaulting a male in a movie. It doesn't happen as often as, as you see the other way around. Um, and in typical, oh, sorry, I was gonna say, and like, like we said, um, when it is shown in a movie, it's typically done in a joke way, like in She's mm-hmm. the Man or, uh, Supernatural. Yeah. Um, so typical patriarchy movies they make him kind of seem so pleased and, and how great he got laid and the sisters are labeled the sluts for showing any interest in boys i think it's important to note that even though some movies try and use like women being violent towards men as like some great empowerment note um it's not uh women just that's just women acting like men so that's not fighting patriarchy at all um no. And that, like, this type of specific role reversal isn't empowering. There's nothing feminist about it, um, which is the point. They are saying she is becoming an alpha male, and it's not good, and it's disgusting. And so he, Jason, is just getting a taste of, like, what that is. Um, But all in all, sexual assault is awful and disgusting, no matter how it's portrayed. So not only did Jason get sexually assaulted, but he is now becoming a werewolf because he had unprotected sex. And yes. this particular werewolf is transferred via like a, like HIV, basically, through sexual fluids, mm-hmm. biting. So. so basically, just another reason to make sure that you don't do unprotected sex. <laughs> Yeah, it protects against pregnancy, STIs, murderous dog tendencies. (laughs) Wrap it up. Ladies, take a condom, have a dental dam. Uh, But the kid that we're talking about, his name is Jason. He's played by Jesse Moss, who is also in Final Destination 3 as Jason Weiss, uh, um, and is also one of the frat boys in Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. He's, um, he's, He's seen across different multiple horror films and things like that. So, on her way home from this awful choice that she did, she and uh, Ginger ends up n- murdering Norman, which is the neighbor's little dog, which is kind of sad. Um, but during this, she shows more, like, physical changes during this. Like, her nails start turning into claws, her teeth start getting super uh, spiky. And in an attempt to help her, help her sister, Bridget basically 
does like a home belly button piercing for Ginger, hoping that the pure silver ring that she'll use will like help purify her blood. Which it does not in this situation. That does not help at all. Yeah. And they make the piercing look so terrible. Like, like the way that she gets pierced, like they make it so bad and look so painful while it's happening. Belly button piercings are not supposed to be comfortable. So I'm good with that. Really. I mean, I've had one since I was 15. That's when everyone got them. I remember mm-hmm. eighth grade, ninth grade, everyone come to gym class with their belly buttons pierced. Look what I got. It was the last piercing my mom said she'd ever pay for it for me. And then I just bought all the rest of my piercings. <laughs> but. um, So, yeah, that belly button piercing does not help her situation at all. Also, that's just, um, or, like, where she put it isn't really big for blood circulation to begin with. No. No, it's not. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't help any of our situations. So, Bridget introduces Ginger to her drug dealer, who is trying to come up with some homeopathic way to fight this infection using, um, like, the monk's hood. Um, a lip ring. She should have given her a lip ring. Amen, man. That would have been... That's what I got. At least, like, I, there's I lots of blood of flow right there. Yeah, my lip won't start ble- won't stop bleeding from like two weeks ago when I bit it on accident. Yeah, that's where she should have put it. That would have cured her. We solved mm-hmm. it. Solved the movie. Boom. Stop talking. We're done. Lip piercing moves out. If you're turned into a vampire. Put a lip piercing in with with pure silver. You'll be fine. Or a werewolf, because that's what we're talking about. But that's oh, okay. That, what did I, What did I say? Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Could do both. Either way, test it out. Let us know how that goes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Photos or it didn't happen. Um, uh, so Monk's Hood is what the guy says will cure her, maybe, um, from this magic book that he just happened to find. Yeah. And Monk's Hood has other fun names, such as Devil's Helmet, Queen of Poisons, and Wolfsbane. Right on everybody the Everybody knows it as Wolfsbane. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows it as Wolfsbane, at least. It's weird that it's called Monk's Hood, which is like the hood of a very pure person, a monk, Mm -hmm. and also the Devil's Helmet, which is the complete opposite of a monk, but also something that covers his head. Yeah. But I will just be called the Queen of Poisons, so you can refer to me as that from now on. I also do just love Wolfsbane. I think that's great, so... It's very on the on the nose. I don't know why they didn't just call it Wolfsbane in the movie. I guess it was just too on the nose and they wanted to Maybe. do kind of like or a Harry Potter thing where you had to just know what they were talking about to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like it's always called Wolfsbane and everything else. And so they're like, oh, something different. Yeah. I think if they had been like, oh, we'll use Wolfsbane to cure it. People would have been like, no, that's too oh, obvious. Okay. Another one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but monkshood slash wolfsbane has been used historically as a sedative it is a way to cause sweating and lower a fever but it's also very dangerous because it slows your heart rate and so some people way back when used to use it to control their heart rate um but if you use too much of it you'll die Uh, it's also a local anesthetic and raw monkshood is poisonous all parts of it stem leaf plant flower don't eat it. Don't let your animals eat it. It's very pretty. Don't let it go through your skin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it. You can ingest it and it's super poisonous, but you can also just absorb it through your skin if you're touching it too much and like hanging out with it. Um, so 
when people use it for art and stuff, it's obviously, it's been dried out and it's not dangerous anymore um, for touching. And the ancient Greeks were believed to have dipped their weapons in it. So like putting it on their spearheads and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was used to poison wolves in Europe to protect villages and flocks uh, from wolf attacks. And Greek myths say that the plant grew from the slobber of the three-headed dog Cerberus. That's cool. I like that one. In addition to Greek myths involving the plant being used to kill others, the first documented case happened in 1881 when a man was said to have poisoned his brother-in-law. Symptoms include abdominal pain, chest pain, dizziness, heart issues, shortness of breath, vomiting, etc. I don't know if it's something that you can trace in your blood, like, or if they would have to do a very specific test to look for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure it's been used many times before that and around then. They just didn't know about it. Um, Yeah. Fun fact... Harry Potter, the tincture that Remus Lupin drinks from Snape to help control his werewolf includes wolfsbane. Yes, it does. And that's all you need to know about monkshood. Just stay away yeah. from it. <laughs> that's my moral of the story. So, Trina, the popular girl that shows up at their house looking for her dog, gets mad at Ginger um, because she... Or, I'm sorry. Tina... Trina, she shows up at the the girl's house uh, looking for her dog because her dog went missing because her dog was one that was killed by the beast. And Ginger gets mad at the things that she's uh, saying and ends up dragging Trina into the house. Trina grabs a knife to defend herself, slips on some spilt milk, hits her head on the corner of the island, and dies immediately. So they bury her in the back of their shed. I mean, what else are you going to do? do? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they very easily could have just been like, she came into my house mad, thinking I took her dog. She slipped on that milk. She hit her head. She grabbed a knife. I backed away. She slipped. And it's not my fault. There's absolutely nothing there that put them at fault. (laughs) So. No. Uh, Except the fact that they were like the dark weird girls. So it very possibly could have turned into like a... What is it? The In Memphis, Memphis Three or whatever? Yeah. Uh, so the next day, they're missing posters for Trina, which I feel like that's really fast. Because even like cops are like, it has to be 24 hours Not before you Not for a minor. She's a minor. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Bridget gets concerned by the boyfriend who is showing signs of the disease. So um, Mr. Jason guy. But he's showing it in different ways. He's covered in, like, these acne spots and, like, some sort of, like, pestules on his skin. Yeah, it's he has. He did not look yeah, good. <laughs> no, it's bad. He's, uh, he has the teeth, the family dog, uh, like, the, the family dog eating impulse where he's, like, wanting to eat dogs. He was and, like, you know and, what I did? I ate my dog last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your poor puppy. Yeah, and he's, like, blaming, he's, like, he's acting... Never mind, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> no, it does. Say it. Uh, Say it. Don't hold back. <laughs> well, he's like, I know that he knows that it's from Ginger, but he's attacking Bridget like it was her fault, I feel. Yeah, he just lashes out at the closest person. Because he can't get um, to Ginger, because she wasn't at school. Yeah. So all of a sudden, it's Halloween day. It's a full moon, of course, on Halloween day, because why not? 
it um, was probably also Friday the 13th, but also yeah, Halloween somehow. I, I don't know. It was somewhere. Friday the 13th, 30th, so who yeah, knows? Yeah, 31st, you mean? Um, I didn't mean to So Bridget... You. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I was trying to find my spot again. Um, Bridget starts by locking Ginger in the bathroom while she tries to work out a cure with Sam... Uh, using the the monk's hood plant and stuff, which her mom conveniently brought home from the store. Yeah, just magically happened to. Oh yeah, I have it right here. We use it all the time. Um, when she when they turn it into a tincture, uh, they well, th- so they turn it into a tincture that they can inject with like into her sister, but instead she stabs it into Jason's neck, uh, to when when she finds him like attacking a young boy that's dressed as, as a Dalmatian. So my question is, was he attacking him because he looked like a dog? Or was he attacking I, him just because he was convenient? I think he was just attacking him because he was convenient at that point. Because he was like, I oh, think it was just... Dalmatian. It, uh, uh, yeah. But she ends up thinking it worked. I don't know how she figured out that it worked, like, so quickly. Because he was, like, being vicious, yeah, but then he just stands up and he's like, I gotta go to school. And, and, <laughs> and he runs off with the fucking syringe stuck in his neck, too. And she's just like, oh, hell yeah, that worked perfectly. Like, that didn't, I don't, what? <laughs> so, it was she a runs weird back scene. Home. Yeah, yeah. She runs back home, and Bridget goes down to find her sister, who's not there. Ginger is at school. There we go. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hold up. I wrote so the wrong Bridget goes. Bridget goes back um, to try and find her sister. Ginger's broken out of the bathroom that she was locked into. She goes to school and she ends up killing some of the adults that are oddly, that oddly like no one sees. Um, what she killed like the counselor and shit, <laughs> I think. No, it was uh, the photography teacher because she he's like a dick to them. The oh, whole film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then the poor right. janitor who was actually really nice. That's right. It was the janitor I was thinking of. Um, she also develops the ultimate inner cat eye look, which is it's so cool. Right? Sorry. It's I could never pull that off because of the shape of my eyes, but it looks so good on her. So my dream is that I would love to do like an actual like ginger cosplay of like her beginning transformations. It would be really neat because you could do like a cute outfit that's also comfortable and mm-hmm. just really cool makeup. Yeah, exactly. So when you do that, you'll have to video it and put it on our <laughs> on you our bet. Patreon. <laughs> it's a plan. It's a plan. Um, I could never do that because I have two eyes that are not the same shape or size, and it, nothing I do to my eyes ever looks even. It's okay. Story of my life. That's why I have makeup artists do it for me, because then they can do it properly. <laughs> um. Yeah. Back to Perks of working at a haunted house. I have access to makeup artists. But back to Ginger killing the janitor. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, while they're <laughs> running around the school murdering people and trying not to murder people and whatever the hell they're doing, uh, their mom figured out that they killed Trina and she like Even though they didn't, they didn't kill her. She killed herself. Well, she it is an accidental death, but uh, you're right. They I should still hit her body. I should reword that. She finds out they're involved in her disappearance. Yes. Um, and that she assumes they killed her. Uh, but she, like, immediately... The dad, like, finds fingers, and she immediately is like, yep. She's like, joke! It's a, it's one of their it's one of their, their, their photography things, duh. 
and she just immediately jumps to oh they did it um, which like is the most calm mom about this ever i just can't imagine being a mom who can so quickly jump to the idea that your child has that capability to do something like that like that most moms go into denial right like they could be shown videos of their children shooting up a movie theater. This is true. Um, and still be like, that's not my kid. Um, but like to just not even really see anything and be like, yep, they did it. That must be such an awful feeling. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, at this point, Ginger looks a lot like Phoebe when she turned into a banshee. Yeah, with her hair and stuff. And totally. Her- that's what I thought when I first saw it, too. Yeah, and her eyes you know? go all funky and... Mm-hmm. so she uh ginger ends up just wearing this look to the halloween party everybody's like yeah great makeup and she's yeah. like yeah okay whatever um when bridget gets to the party she finds ginger attacking sam and as a distraction bridget swaps blood with ginger to infect herself and convince her to leave without hurting more people um Sam agrees to drive them back to their house to make the the more cure after knocking Ginger out with a shovel, which, you know, always got to have a shovel nearby, right? It's probably silver. Probably. Just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) There's a part when he's driving them back where Bridget is hanging her head out the window like a dog. Mm -hmm. I thought that was funny. I don't know if they intended it to be like a dog. I'm sure they did, but it may be. I'm sure it was, but yeah. Because she was already starting to like transform i guess a little bit she had the sweats and everything happening but if she didn't have her period i guess hers would just start exactly 28 days later maybe or with the next full moon i'm not really sure how their cycles eight days later and they're zombies we're just fucked they yeah i i don't know if their cycle synced after that i'm not really sure (laughs) they don't explain it tell you um but while they're on their way back, Ginger is completing her transformation in the back of the van, which she probably escapes from into the house. Like, yeah. immediately. It's weird. Um, they were just like, so ha- she's definitely still asleep. She wasn't. <laughs> no. So having gone full lycanthrope, um, did you notice the wolf boobies? What was the deal with the wolf boobies? <laughs> All I could think of was, uh, like, the Batman nips. Um, yeah, like, yeah. what? Who made the choice to give her wolf boobies? I couldn't tell you. I'm sure it's because she's a, a hybrid of a young woman and a wolf. But I could have done without the wolf boobies. Wolves, they're not exactly... Um, they're not so <laughs> noticeable like, like they are in this. It's like a small thing, but... I could not get my eyes off the wolf boots no, every time they were no, in the screen. I know. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I'm right there with you. Um, okay. So. So Ginger yes, kills will, Sam with her. That. Ginger walks in, shimmies her wolf boobies in Sam's face, and he's so distracted <laughs> that he. He's like, oh, wolf boobies. She, yep. She, uh takes advantage of that and kills Sam. <laughs> yeah, she kills Sam. Yeah. yeah. Sam's dead. Or yeah. Sam. And then attacks Bridget. Uh, yeah. Who ends up stabbing her in the stomach with the same knife that um 
Ginger was kind of discussing killing herself with in the beginning of the movie. So, you know, uh, what is that foreshadowing? <laughs> yeah, it goes full circle. Yeah, it does. The ending is so sad. Um, and I really, yes. it's like hauntingly beautiful the way they did it um, because she, Bridget lays on top of Ginger like with her last breath basically. And it's so sad. It just, it's so sad because Ginger didn't want that. Ginger couldn't control it. No. Bridget tried so hard. And there was just nothing that could have been done in the end. And Bridget's like one and only friend that she made besides Ginger is now dead. And yep. her mom is somewhere and her dad is probably murdered by her mom and buried in the backyard. And Yeah, dude, their mom is such a... she. At first you're like, okay, she's an annoying mom. Yes. But like her character development is kind of just like... She's just as dark as the young ladies. I so there's the scene where she's talking to Bridget because she's the one who drives her to the Halloween party, Mm -hmm. and Bridget's like, "What about Dad?" And she's like, "Well, they'll just blame me anyways." And I was like, "She 100% has already murdered him at this point. Like he is dead. He is buried. (laughs) He is no longer alive." He's with Trina over in the fucking or whatever her name. Yeah, Trina. She's over. He's over with her in the shed. Yeah, there's no way that he was still alive at that point because they were not happy. Um, no, and she was like, "This is my, this is my chance." But yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that she murdered him. Um, and he had like if, no no part in the movie, which was kind of neat. No, he was in there for like two minutes. Uh, but Pamela, the mother, she is played by Mimi, Mimi Rogers, who has the best facial expressions in every every film she makes. But she's most probably most well known for her Mrs. Kensington in Austin Powers. Her character, Mrs. Kensington. I, I did. I forgot character. Not recognize because she was very young when she did that film, and in this movie, yeah. she's obviously she's older, but she's still gorgeous. But um, yeah, they're two very different roles, and I didn't put that together. I love her facial expressions so much. Her they're like, so good. Her mouth it kills me. She's so good at it. Um, but that that's that's the movie. Yep, that's the whole film in a nutshell, in an hour and eight minute nutshell. Yep, give or take some time. Yeah. Uh, so the graveyard. Let's take the, a jaunt through the graveyard. Jaunt through the graveyard. The graveyard of their shed. Just kidding. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, there. The first are the two dead dogs off screen that you don't see besides like the paw and stuff. No, there were two dogs before that that they mention. And they're like, this is the third dog this week. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, then the first scene death is the uh, massacred golden retriever family dog named Baxter, which was really sad to see. Um, yeah, that was a shock right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, that one was really sad. Followed by the German Shepherd found excavated. Is that what, is that what I said? Yep. Excavated. Excavated. <laughs> eviscerated uh, on the school field when they're playing. That's the one that uh, Bridget falls into. The Rottweiler, uh, Trina's Rottweiler, is also torn up and missing his head. There's actually a different Rottweiler. Um, So the one that they find when she gets bit is not Trina's dog. Oh, I thought it was. No, because remember after she... Oh, no, because she has the dog, yeah. Yeah, after she gets bit, the dog goes crazy. Um, You're right. Yeah, I... And she keeps 
dog. Yes. Okay. I remember this. Yeah. So it's a different Rottweiler different looking dog. So. I wish I could own a Rottie. I can't. Super allergic. Um. So the first Rottie with the missing head. Then Norman, the the neighbor's dog that Ginger tears apart, unfortunately. Then Trina's Rottweiler, which is killed off screen by Ginger. Trina, with the blunt force trauma to the head, that wasn't anybody's fault but her own. I mean, it was still Ginger's fault, but... <laughs> it... She dropped the milk. I mean, like, it's, it's not like it no, was on purpose, but, well... Ginger no, she brought her, yeah, yeah, put yeah, her yeah, in a situation, right. but um, it wouldn't have been, you know, first-degree murder. No. They could have played it off as a complete harmless thing. Is what I yeah, was like trying a total to say. Yeah, they could have been like, we're friends. She walked in, she slipped. What do you want me to do? <laughs> um, after Trina, it would be Jason's dog who was killed off screen by Jason. Way too many dogs. Yeah, this was a lot of dogs. I'm glad there was no cats, but like, this is a lot of dogs that die. A lot of them you don't see, which thank God, because I this probably wouldn't be one of my favorite movies if that was the case. But what I like is how fake the dogs look. It separates yeah. it. Um, unlike like the. <laughs> Like the hills have eyes. Like, that German oh, Shepherd fuck, is very real. <laughs> Look that at whole that. fucking movie. I can't handle that movie. To it's be honest, a really that movie's one. fucked up. That movie's um, fucked up. But yeah, like movies like that where it's like a real dog that is dead. Basically, those ones hit really hard. But this one, it's clearly like you can see the stuffed animal. It looks style. like the stuffed dog from scrubs like it's not yeah. <laughs> it's not meant to be which makes it easier to not be so upset rowdy. about it um fucking rowdy yeah rowdy dude um, i fucking but yeah so but yeah there's at a least, lot of at least you know the difference between like you just know yep uh after jason's dog the teacher dies that ginger kills she, she uh she just like tears him apart yeah, and then she punches the janitor through his abdomen, which then she, like, plays with her, like, his blood on her hands. It's kind of, it's eerie, but yeah. Yeah. And then Sam, and then Ginger. Yeah, there's a little bit of some body horror in this film. Yeah, just a little she, bit. I'm pretty sure she kills Sam the same way. He, like, punches him in the stomach to do, like, his final... Or like his heart. Or no, something. he 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 goes out of the closet. He goes out of the closet to try and in, inject her with this thing, and she. I think she grabs his neck. I think she bites his neck. Oh, okay. Well, because he's like laying on the floor, and Bridget walks up, and then she comes around the corner, and finishes him off. Yeah, but I see that you're looking it up, so I'll let you do that, and I'll just keep going. Uh, and then, of course, Ginger gets stabbed with a knife. Which is weird that that works, actually, now that I think about it. Did he... It's not like she was decapitated. As far as I know, knives aren't typically silver. And I don't think she was stabbed perfectly in the heart. Interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Kind of a weak wolf that way. Because as we'll get into, in the lore, much like vampires, it takes a lot to kill a wolf normally. It's like, you know, burning, cutting off their head burying them in 19 different boxes stuff like that um, so it's very weird that she went down so easy in this one but they do take on their own wolf lore in this film so mm -hmm. i have filibustered enough i'm gonna keep going while you look <laughs> speaking of 
the lore of lycanthropy or werewolves, if you think there's a difference in some places, they are referred to as something very different. So the ginger wolf, as they so kindly call this wolf in this film, which I think is fucking awesome, is played by Nick Nolan, who is a stunt person in lots of stuff. Um, he has been in Dawn of the Dead, Honey, Katie, Honey. Do every fucking dance of that fucking movie. Uh, Resident Evil, Apocalypse, the Disney show, the famous Judd Jackson. Uh, mm. And fun side note, IDB, IMDB says that mm. Lucy Lawless, who was Xena the Warrior Princess, oh. mm-hmm. is the voice of the school intercom in this film. Stop it. I don't know if it's true or not, because I think she's uncredited in the film lines itself, but, um, yeah. But that's what it says, so it must be true. Yeah, it has to be. Duh. And Catherine Isabel said they used an alcohol-based paint to do her makeup that made her feel incredibly nauseous, and, of course, the contacts were horrible. So... While she was trying to deal with all of that while filming, a lot of the flu, or I'm sorry, a lot of the cast had the flu while they were filming this. And like I said, it was all done at night. Their sleep schedules are fucked. They're getting overworked. Well, and I can, I can stand by alcohol-based paint. It, you know, with the smell and things like that, like I had to deal with some alcohol-based paint during the haunted house and it made me nauseous too. Yeah, it's one of those things where i'm like all the technology we can't come up with something better <laughs> at least we're not using the um what what did they use in the wizard of oz that was literally oh, the green green paint the fucking what was it like uranium or something yeah it was like poisonous it was yeah. kryptonite who knows it was fucked up but um yeah so she had a hell of a time they all did but and then I'd, For this film specifically, they did not stick to the typical werewolf idea that the person is human until the full moon. Uh, They did, like, the slow change for her progression. And in this film, you change once and that's it. You're a werewolf for life. Um, In typical lore, you change during the three days of the full moon and that's it. You're, like, normal the rest of the time. Uh, So, like Harry Potter to yep. keep it short or uh trick or treat yep so what is the typical werewolf lure google it there you go end of episode you can email us at gmail and we're on insta bye Mao. just okay, kidding do you want no i was I'm... like what no i'm kidding Katie, Katie's still Googling to figure out how he died. So her face is just blanked out, which is why I kept going. Seeing if she was catching on. Uh, so werewolves. There are some different origins for werewolves. <laughs> One thing at a time, right? Too much, yeah. too much sensory intake. Uh, there are typically two types of werewolves portrayed in film and TV. There's the typical kind, as seen in Buffy, Harry Potter, uh, where the person is human the majority of the time, but on full moon, they change into a werewolf hybrid type thing. Oz. Huh? See, I'm in it. Oz. You're talking about Oz. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Not the Wizard of Oz, but Oz. No, but Oz. Yeah. His wizard. He has a wizard somewhere. I wonder. 
That's the nickname of his dick, is Wizard. It's the Wizard of Oz. Stop it. <laughs> oh, poor Willow. <laughs> Got it. And Willow has a, has a wand. Oh, dear Lord. That's why she became Izzy. a lesbian. She was like, Stop I'm a it. witch. I can't deal with your wizardness. Either way, with Sam's death, your wand uh, is too big. I don't, I don't want. want I, can't, I can't handle your wand. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam, he's he he's um he he's not punched through the stomach, but he's like he's he, she like tries to eat him and stuff, and then um yeah, he's not punched through the stomach, but he's gotcha. like eaten in front of the door. Fair enough. Where Ginger's, where Bridget's hiding. So that's Sam's death. Neat. It's all on YouTube. Did you know that Ginger Snaps is on YouTube for free? Yeah, that's why it's free on a whole bunch of other places, too. <laughs> that, makes, yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, back to Oz and his, his wizard penis. Yep, his wizard penis. His wizard wand penis. Mm-hmm. Which is... Let's see, what's the core of Oz's wizard wand? Um, Not phoenix feather, not unicorn hair. Dragon heartstring? Werewolf heartstring. It's werewolf pubic hair. That's his. God, okay. <laughs> That's his center. <laughs> we love you, Seth Green. We Come do. Come join us on our podcast. For shows. Please. And on that note, um, yeah. So, once a month, they turn because of the full moon into a woolwolf a woolwolf we should quit this is our last We're episode so we will <laughs> it's not but you know uh into a werewolf hybrid that they can't really control then there's the underworld universe type where the humans adapt their animal version mm-hmm. and they change at will uh into some sort of like human wolf hybrid uh which they can control but it's still pretty driven by their animal instincts um, then there are some unique cases, such as Twilight, where the werewolves are, like, literal large wolves. Uh, but those are based on, like, very specific lore, so they kind of create their own backstory for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then there's this movie, where the person slowly is overcome by this infection, as they describe it. And eventually they go full wolf, and that's them forever. Till they die. Some common origins for werewolves include the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is mm-hmm. Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh. That's the name of the, Google this for me. What's the name of the evil guy in Smurfs? What? Just the the evil okay. wizard in Smurfs. Evil. Evil. I swear evil. it's, I it's Gilgamesh. Evil guy in Smurfs. Gargamel. Oh, I was so fucking close. Gargamel is the evil guy in the Smurfs. Smurfs. So the epic of not Gargamel, but Gilgamesh, Mm -hmm. which is an epic poem, like think Beowulf, from ancient Mesopotamia, detailing the history of Gilgamesh, the king of Uruk. A small part of this epic includes Gilgamesh turning down a woman who was said to have turned her former lover into a wolf. So that's like one of the first writings of werewolfdom. Yep. In Greek mythology, there's a legend of Lycaon? Lycon? 
I don't speak Greek. Uh, but you can like Leon. You can recognize Lycan, Lycanthrope from this name. So I'm just going to call him Lycan because I want to pronounce it like that way. Um, he was the son of the king of Argos, Pelasgus. The story goes that Lycan was really full of himself, basically, and had made it his mission to make a fool of Zeus. So in doing so, he tried to trick Zeus into eating human flesh, which was deemed a crime punishable by death. In Ovid's book Metamorphosis, Zeus figured out that the king had tried to trick him into eating a sacrificed boy and as punishment turned him into a wolf. He remained a wolf for nine years and then turned back into a human. Other versions say that Zeus turned his sons into wolves, or that the king and his sons were turned into wolves, or that Zeus simply killed them all on the spot with a flash of lightning. Because mythology is originally passed down by oral stories telling, mm -hmm. so there's lots of different versions. Um, but still fairly upsetting. Uh, also well-earned because he tried, he literally murdered a child to feed to a god. Yeah. Um, as Greek myths are also passed down to explain their cultural beliefs and natural phenomenon, like lightning storms, earthquakes, things like that, it makes sense that they would condemn cannibalism in this type of way. This particular story is believed to explain a ceremony called the Lycia, I think. Yeah. During which human sacrifice and assuming the form of a wolf was practiced in honor of Zeus, which is interesting because he doesn't want human sacrifice, but they were doing it for Zeus. Mm -hmm. I, again, don't pretend to understand the ideas of religion. <laughs> the other important takeaway from the story is the highly praised practice of taking in strangers and being good hosts to travelers that ancient Greeks really took to heart there's a specific name for it i think it starts with an x or a z i don't remember uh, but the idea was that gods would disguise themselves as commoners and visit homes as travelers asking for a place to stay the night and if you disrespected them by either not allowing them in or being rude to them not feeding them you know stuff like that then bad things would happen to you because of the god's anger so it was practice to treat all visitors as gods just to be safe so anytime someone came to your door you welcomed them in you were a gracious host and they spent the definitely night definitely not how things are done now yeah i'm sure there were some people who took advantage of that but i mm -hmm. things were different um another person another version of the story basically says that callisto was the daughter of lycan and was seduced by zeus the biggest player in all of mythology. Mm -hmm. For some reason, Artemis got mad and changed Callisto into a bear beast. And her son, who was a demigod because he was part Zeus, was given back to Lycan, his grandpa. And because he was mad at Zeus for having his daughter condemned, it was the baby that he tried to feed Zeus. Which is even more fucked up. Because that's his yeah, blood. Another origin says that... I'm sorry. Another origin is from Nordic folklore. And is found in the saga of the Volsungs. Which includes a story of a father and son duo who found wolf pelts that had the power to turn people into wolves for 10 days. During which they had no control. 
and they go on like some super killing spree and then the father ends up almost killing his own son and then some sort of Nordic god or something comes and saves his son and it's this whole thing. But that's another origin for werewolves. And don't worry, there's more. The Beast of Gevauden is maybe how that's pronounced. Sure. Is about a man-eating animal that was killed by the hunter Jean Schistel in 1767. A novel written in 1946 by French author tells the story with the addition that Schistel, the hunter, had melted down silver from his hat that was associated with the Virgin Mary in some way. Um, I guess because silver and virginity and purity, as we talked about. Uh, but he melted it down, and that is what was used to shoot the beast, thus beginning the lore that silver kills werewolves. The witch trials are also an origin for werewolves, where people were accused of shape-shifting under the moon, commonly associated with witchcraft. Because, uh, you know, they would just walk in and be like, I definitely saw that lady standing outside in the moon naked, and then all of a sudden she was a wolf, and she's a witch killer. Time. But- Really, they were like, I want her land. She won't give it to me. Let's murder her. Correct. Uh, The witch trial. Sorry, I said that already. And then, much like the witch trials, there have also been werewolf trials, which I had never heard about before. Uh, One of which occurred in France, involving a string of trials against suspected werewolves. And a lot of them, not a lot of them, but there actually were some notable serial killers that got claimed to be werewolves. And got caught up in these trials. In Interesting. 1521, where Frenchman Pierre Bourgault and Michel Verdun were said to have sworn allegiance to the devil and gotten an ointment that turned them into wolves, which caused them to murder several children. Upon confessing, they were both burned at the stake, because what else are you going to do? And uh, that's one of the origins for fire also being believed... Uh, to be a way to kill vampires, or werewolves, whatever the hell we're talking about. A topical ointment which turns you into a werewolf. Yeah, we should sell that at Bath & Body Works. Do you think they have that? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Well, maybe not Bath & Body Works, Lush. Lush seems like they'd have that. It'd be like, this ointment brought to you by Baba Yaga, because they put, like, the name of whoever made it, you know? (laughs) Like a little picture. Uh, So, Burgo... Uh, specifically stated that 19 years prior to his confession, he was doing his sheep herder thing when three demons on horseback clad in black offered a way to protect his sheep from being eaten by a wild beast if he renounced God. In my head, I picture this like they do the um, the hollows part in Harry Potter where it's like the cool stringy shadow version. That's yeah. how I'm picturing the story in my head. I like that. Um, but the renouncing God thing has ties to Judas, the story, whatever. Um, another yeah. version is that it was an individual who he had to swear fealty to, which he accepted. And after years of working for this guy as his slave, essentially, he decided he didn't like serving him anymore. And Michelle Verdun offered a way out via the magical ointment. Following this, together, they tore a seven-year-old boy to pieces, killed a woman oh. who was like planting seeds or something, and ate a four-year-old girl in the woods. Um, They also claimed to have mated with she-wolves. Lovely. And probably not the she-wolf... Fuck. Shakira she-wolf? 
thank you. <laughs> you, <laughs> you got me. You got. I got me. you. Yeah, I know what's in your head. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. It's in my head too. You have that wizard, Wizard of Oz thing going on. <laughs> yeah, my my wizard, the wizard wand. Yeah. Yep. It 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 uh it tings when <laughs> when something. <laughs> It pitches tense whenever there's a when some yeah when something comes up you know you know what I'm saying <laughs> sorry Ugh. and in 1598 a man known as the werewolf from Cod was sentenced for eating a 50 year old boy among many other children uh, many of those who participated in these trials had done horrendous things to children in particular uh, bad they died then but. Additionally, a lot of them suffered from a mental disorder or some sort of mental delay that the world wasn't really willing to acknowledge at the time or just didn't have the medical understanding to do so. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the witch trials, it wasn't just legitimate murderers, but also immigrants, outsiders, the poor, pretty much anybody who just was seen as a non-desirable person. And they were often tortured into confessions, much like witchcraft. Yep. In 1589, Germany underwent the werewolf trials in their own country, where they condemned an alleged werewolf to death, werewolves, sorry, to death by removing their skin. I'm sorry, there's one specific case where they removed his skin, chopped off his head, and then burned his body just to be safe. Maybe that's where Trick or Treat got the idea of removing the skin. Well, they did it to that's keep him terrible. from turning. That was oh, the way they right. turned. That, so. That's yeah, okay. That's fair. Yeah, I'm not sure why they removed his skin. Maybe because they were like, the power is the fur. I don't know. Yeah. They're gonna say the power of Christ compels you. That they, I'm sure they were saying that too. Another fun story, but also not so fun. Is that fun? <laughs> They're so fun. These are the grim terry, the grim fairy tales version of fun. Uh, but Peter, the wild boy, who was found wandering in the German forest in 1725, was believed to have been raised by wolves or was also said to be a werewolf himself. He was taken in by English royalty, who kept him around as their pet and sideshow for guests. What the fuck? Um, nowadays, they believe this boy had Pitt-Hopkins syndrome, which causes lack of speech, seizures, uh, specific facial traits, and other things. Uh, he looked a very specific way, which is why they thought maybe he was a werewolf. It wasn't like he was just abandoned in the woods and raised by dogs. Right. Um, right. He looked different, which is why they associated it with this Pitt Hopkins syndrome. Other medical conditions that can be associated with all these werewolf tales include lycanthropy, which is a psychological condition where people think they are actually turning into a wolf. There is a psych episode of that, which is pretty goofy. Hmm. Um, food poisoning. I don't know why, but that is associated with <laughs> potential werewolf okay. sightings. Um, hypertrichosis, which is a genetic order that causes excessive hair growth. Rabies. Got it. And hallucinations. Okay. Um, so how to become a werewolf. You can be cursed, bitten or scratched by a werewolf, um, there's magical items like the pelts, the ointments, or apparently, according to this version, you can have sex with someone who's transitioning into a werewolf. And in many werewolf stories, 
a person only turns into a wolf when there's a full moon. And that theory kind of has like an explanation. Um, so according to a study conducted at Australia's Calvary Mater Newcastle Hospital, that is the longest hospital, a full moon brings out the beast in many humans. The study found that out of the 91 violent acute behavior incidents that the hospital saw between August 2008 and July 2009, 23%, which is just shy of a quarter, happened during a full moon. And that's not the only study that's found that there's more accidents and violent crimes and things that take place under a full moon. There's lots that mm-hmm. look at hospital intake forms. Uh, patients attacked staff, displayed wolf-like behaviors such as biting, spitting, scratching. Although many were under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time, it's unclear why they became intensely violent when the moon was full. I'm sure that there's confounders you could look at that, like... Um, something going on specifically during those times like parties waves the moon was out so they were out because they could do things in the light of the moon without getting caught if they're doing drugs and stuff like that i'm sure there's lots of problems with the study (laughs) i didn't look into the validity of it um but there are people who look into that kind of stuff um i think another reason that people associate werewolves with the moon is because dogs are often said to howl at the moon yeah so there's that but yeah um that's basically what i floor yep that's what i've got for that quick easy breezy beautiful hairy girl floor yeah ginger wolf i'm gonna call you that for now on that's my nickname for you Ginger wolf ginger wolf i like it i like it lichen get it (laughs) 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 i liken your ginger wolf i know (laughs) <laughs> want me to put that on a t-shirt oh, yeah. for you <laughs> yeah i do okay 100 percent. i'll put it on one <laughs> uh, people are gonna be like what the fuck no they will love it if they don't get it you need to stop friend and ghost them immediately and by that i mean murder them so they turn into ghosts immediately got it checked off check check ka-ching <laughs> Good ching. So as we said earlier, they have had problems with rebooting Ginger Snaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2006, there was a terrible crime in Canada, which I meant to Google more of for details and forgot. Um, but there was a 12-year-old girl who was, a, they put, quote, obsessed with dark culture. So she, they called her gothic. Mm-hmm. Um But she was guilty of, they say, seducing a man who claimed to be a 300, I'm sorry, she was seduced by a man who claimed to be a 300-year-old werewolf, um, and he convinced her to murder her entire family so that they could be together forever. And Mm. the boyfriend was sentenced to life in prison, um, but she got released in 2016. And... Mm. I'm, again, sorry for the lack of details. I had intended to do more on that, but forgot. Uh, But basically, the argument was that when they were trying to reboot this as a TV series, um, some people believe that it was getting blocked because a story like that, which is apparently notorious in Canada. And if you're in Canada, Canada, (laughs) my God. Canada. 
I should quit my day job. Um, We're on top of this guy. If you're in Canada, let us know if that's true. If that's like that big of a story. Yeah. Uh, but they think that's part of the reason that it got delayed. And then it's just like never really picked up again. But yeah, so the last thing I'm going to talk about is that there are articles out there that talk about how this film is a metaphor for the experience of queerness. And what? I read one that talked about how if the sisters are viewed as unrelated same-sex couple, then the whole story becomes about them being outcasts because of their relationship. And Ginger's tail is a metaphor for a penis which doesn't make sense because if they're huh? supposed to be same sex, why would she have a penis? Correct. Um, but if you think of her tail as a metaphor for a penis, then her transformation is related to the trans experience, which is problematic because you're putting a negative uh, association with the trans the transition for a trans person by saying that they become violent. <laughs> yeah. So I have problems um, with that. Um, but I'm not going to, if that's how someone views this movie and they find power and comfort in that, whether it's the queerness side or the trans side of that, I'm not going to like take that away from you, I guess. But that's definitely not the intent <laughs> as stated by the writer. Um, and she has stated so herself, like, I didn't write them to be any sort of queer, but if that's how Bridget, some, she said specifically like Bridget, if that's how Bridget comes off to you, like all power to you, um, she doesn't deny, like I said, that Bridget could be sexually fluid, but mostly mm -hmm. she just wants these two girls to reflect a real world type of relationship and like what real life is like as a woman, a young lady. Mm -hmm. in the states suburbia kind of a deal um in a way that other movies didn't so like i said if that's how you relate to this movie by all means um i have neither had the experience of queerness or trans so i can't relate to that but um that yeah there are articles out there that talk about that i think more specifically, the larger amount of people think that Bridget could be um, LGBTQ related. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I didn't pick up on that. So this is a good movie because you can read into it a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you get out of it what you want, so... Um, and then, as we said, this is kind of a trilogy. And they kind all, of, yeah. They all star the two sisters. Yeah. And it's always Bridget and Ginger. I only watched the second one. I did not watch the third one, Ginger which is a prequel. Back. Yeah. Um, so just like a quick synopsis. The second one is Bridget is run on the run because there's some male werewolf that's trying to mate with her. And so she's trying to hide from it because she is still trying to figure out how to not turn into a werewolf and she's mm -hmm. self-dosing with the poisonous monk's hood to prevent and slow down her change uh she ends up passing out in the snow one time running away from the werewolf and wakes up in an inpatient facility for young girls with drug abuse problems yep. uh they take away her monk's hood 
she starts slowly turning and she befriends a young girl named ghost or yeah whose nickname is ghost or something like that yeah. um yeah. they break out of the facility they go to ghost's house there's this huge showdown and it's got a twist ending kind of so i'm not gonna say how it ends but that's basically the idea this wolf did not have boobs no <laughs> no it didn't i really liked the look of the wolf in the second one they only yeah. used prosthetics for the first film they made a point of not using cgi which i think was a good choice specifically yeah. given that it was 2000 um and how it looked in other movies at the time um but they also said like that was a bitch but uh, yeah i did like the look of the second one yeah and then i guess ginger snaps back is a prequel that's supposed to follow the ancestors of the two that were in i think it's like 1800s yeah they're in a settlement um it's been a long time since i've seen this one but yeah it's i wonder if i can find just like the short synopsis of this there's a there's some settlement where they do trading and stuff and it gets attacked by a werewolves and so people the traders that are meant to drop off the supplies stop returning from their supply trips um these mm -hmm. sisters end up trapped there that's all i got from it i didn't watch it i just read it but yeah it's really when i first saw all these i got really confused because i was like why is all of a sudden this one coming out that's about like the beginning of it but um, it's, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but it, you know, it's, they tried. It's not that great. The last one's not the best. Yeah, and it's like not really related to the other two at all, except that it's a werewolf and it has the two girls in it. So, correct. Watch it if you want. They're all available on like Tubi and Freebie and everything. Yep. But similar movies or inspirations for this film, Walton references the writer walton sorry in her articles references carrie the fly mary shelley's frankenstein american werewolf in london and a film called heavenly creatures as inspirations fact, american werewolf in in london is the very first movie that you've ever seen that you ever see like personally see a werewolf transformation happen and it's from what i can tell i've never seen it but from what i can tell it's People really like that film. Like it's regarded uh, it's as one like, of Andy's favorites. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a great, it's a great movie. It's beautiful. It's based in Ireland, um, but yeah, it's a, an American Werewolf in London is quite. It's a classic. Uh, it is a classic. Um, but yeah, these were all inspirations for their script while they were writing. Apparently, Heaven Creatures is Heavenly Creatures is based on a true murder case, which immediately makes me want to watch it. Uh. And some more, like, similar movies. Jennifer's Body is... I love that movie. I do, too. Uh, a lot like this film in the way that it shows things in the script and the background behind it. Another one where people either got it or they didn't get it and they don't like it. Hmm. Um, and Teeth. I've never seen it, but I know what it's about. It's a vagina with teeth. Teeth is... I, you know, I fucking decided to just randomly watch it because I've always heard about it. Um, it's gross. It's it's an incestual gross movie, basically. Um, it's, 
I would not put it in the same realm as Ginger Snaps or Jennifer's Body. So it's cited as being in the same realm because it's about, it's like a metaphor on the female experience. Yes. Okay. Fair, strongly not discussed. I will it's, never it, watch it. Um, don't. Don't. It's on. It is streaming on Tubi or Roku or something like that currently. If you want to watch it, not my cup of tea. No, don't watch it. It's very incestuous. Um, and then fun note: the Nun Two just came out, so go see that. Tell us how it is. Yeah, I want to go. I want to. And uh, this coming week, the Haunting in Venice is coming out. Yes, I'm very excited for that Which one. I'm, yeah, I'm super excited for those. Um. Uh, yeah, so the last time they talked about the TV series is October of 2020, and there were talks that it was going to be the producer of Killing Eve that was doing it. I love, oh, I love that show. Um, it was supposed to be executively, executively produced by John Fawcett, hmm. and, um, they had some potential writers listed, but I don't know, and I literally haven't seen anything about it after that yeah i haven't article. heard it i haven't i didn't even hear anything about that so until i think they teased it and then probably it got shut down because no one wanted to watch that and that was it that's it that's this film so snaps. uh that sounded like the the song charlie factory one uh in a world of pure imagination the way you said that <laughs> fair yeah It'll come out on our EP someday. We'll do songs. Someday. We yeah. won't. I will never do songs. But, um, so the next couple of episodes are probably going to be different um, and yeah. late and oddly timed. So I don't know if we've announced it or if I had we said haven't. anything about it. We but, haven't said anything about oh, it. Okay. I'm moving to Germany. So I leave in October, the first week of October. And my computers and all of my technology is getting shipped tomorrow. So we, I won't have any recording ability. I'm going to cut that out. So the next one that we put out is also not going to have Katie in it. Um, it will have a yeah. guest because she is doing something totally cool and awesome. And I hate her for it. And she should <laughs> fly to Utah or not fly to Utah. She should fly, fly to, to North Utah. Carolina and drive with me to Utah instead. If but, it had been any other week, if it no, had been I any other it. goddamn week, I would have done it in a heartbeat, it. and you know it. You could go to this concert but anytime. This is, no, I'm just kidding. I can't. I'm I just can't. kidding. And this is, this is a guaranteed, I go every single year, and I have been since, 17, since 2017. And I, I'm just kidding. I still think that you just need to come with me. I can't afford it. I didn't buy I tickets fast <laughs> enough. Um, I'm sure, as you know, they sell out the day they're released, mm -hmm. basically. But yeah, so our next one's going to have a guest. Um, it's going to be not a movie. It'll be something different. Uh, yeah. And then fun. after that, we'll let you know when I get my computer up and running. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to stick to our regular schedule. Um, but I will let you all know. And we also don't know what our next movie is yet. So, Anyways, tell us what our next movie should be because we don't know. And I don't have the brain capacity to think of one right now. So, okay, me too. Um, you can send your movie recommendations to our Gmail. Uh, which is horrorcatswitchhats at gmail.com. I almost forgot what it was. <laughs> Every time. Uh, that's why I let you say it. Or yeah. our Instagram or Facebook, which you can find us 
at horror underscore cats underscore witch hats. And that's horror, H-O-R-R-O-R. Horror, horror. I should just start an Instagram that is also whore cats. Whore cats. (laughs) Just see how many hits we get. It's just cats dancing. Yep. (laughs) It's like that chicken strips gif, but with cats. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go find it. Um, Yeah. I'll see you from Germany. Ugh. God. Um, That's also the reason we haven't started the Patreon and we keep talking about it is because I had planned to start it and then we found out we're moving to Germany and so now I'm procrastinating until we get there. So. And on that note. Arroo!